0: This is the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast, the podcast for curious and passionate dental hygienists. Considerate care for hearing impaired dental patients by Tanya L. Smith, RDH BS. Disabling hearing loss, defined by the World Health Organization, is hearing loss greater than 40 decibels in the better ear of adults or greater than 30 decibels in children. 466 million people worldwide are affected by some degree of hearing loss due to increases in hazardous noise exposure, such as continuous city traffic noise personal music players, and concerts, that number is expected to rise to 900 million, one in 10, by 2050. Hearing loss can be caused by cochlear dysfunction due to birth anomalies, damage to the auditory nerve, or infection. The largest percentage of hearing loss is age-related. Hearing loss disrupts a person's ability to communicate and may lead to reduced social interaction, increased sense of exclusion, depression, and low self-esteem. Insufficient communication between a provider and patient may lead to poor home care, inadequate post-op care, fear, and anxiety. So dental hygienists should attempt to help identify and reduce barriers in ease of access to care for patients with impaired hearing. Is there an oral health impact on hearing? There are two yet unsubstantiated theories about the relation of teeth to hearing capability. One suggests that the teeth contribute to the vibrating capacity of the skull, enhancing bone conduction and maintaining correct vertical dimension of occlusion. Correct vertical dimension is thought to optimize the eustachian tube and ear canal size, shape, and resonance, maximizing hearing activity. The second theory relates to tooth loss, contributing to reduced muscle activity of the palate on the auditory tube, possibly playing a role in hearing loss. Patients with hearing loss may use one of several aids to effectively understand others or communicate their needs. American Sign Language, Assistive Devices, captions for viewers, cochlear implants, hearing aids, and telecommunication relay services are all available. Can teeth be used to improve hearing? Dental hygienists may take particular notice of the SoundBite hearing system, which uses a separate behind-the-ear and in-the-mouth combination of appliances that require no surgery or modifications to the teeth. This system is only used for those with conductive hearing loss, a disorder of the middle or outer ear, or single-sided deafness. The -the in-the-mouth or IT aspect of this system is a piezoelectric activator in a small removable unilateral appliance that conducts sound through the bone via the teeth to the better hearing ear. Parts of the appliance touch the gingiva, teeth, and inner cheek when attached to the last three most posterior teeth, These teeth must be free of any active caries and periodontal or endodontic lesions. The SoundBite system has been used successfully on implants and teeth with fillings, crowns, and previous endodontic treatment. The buckle actuator has a round post that creates sound. It's connected by a wire around the most distal surface to the lingual electronic and battery components. The soundbite hearing system is authorized by a physician, and hearing candidacy is determined by an audiologist. A complete exam of the abutment teeth and impressions are done by a dentist. Only minimal side effects such as gingival soreness during the first days of use have been reported. The entire system is sealed and may be worn while eating. Patients need only to clean the appliance regularly with a toothbrush and liquid soap, similar to other dental prosthetics. Note, the soundbite hearing system is not commercially available, as the patents were acquired by another company, and it hasn't returned to the market as of now. Assistance for Hearing Impaired Patients The Americans with Disabilities Act became law in 1990. It's a civil rights law that prohibits discrimination against individuals with disabilities in all areas of public life, including jobs, schools, transportation, and all public and private places that are open to the general public. Title three of the ADA mandates that in order to provide equal access, businesses must provide auxiliary aids to those who are deaf or hard of hearing at the patient's request. Small dental offices, defined as 30 employees or less or $1 million or less in gross receipts for the previous year, may receive a tax credit for the expense of providing an interpreter. It's never legal to pass on the cost of an interpreter to the patient. Businesses are only exempt from the cost if the patient may arrangements previous to the appointment, or if the owner can prove an undue burden or unreasonable disruption to treatment by providing an interpreter, the National Registry of Interpreters for the Deaf RID hosts an online database, or you can call 703-838-0030 or 703-838-0459. You can also seek referrals from your staff office for the deaf and hard of hearing, the local chapter of the National Association of the Deaf, or from the person requesting the interpreter. Qualify interpreters may be hard to find on short notice, so they should be sought as soon as the patient requests an appointment. People with normal hearing may not realize some of the challenges those with hearing loss face daily. Ahmed Khalifa, diagnosed at age 6 with mild deafness, outlined his experience with a dental appointment from start to finish in a March 2019 episode of his podcast, Hear Me Out. His challenges began as soon as he attempted to schedule the visit itself, and he provides some great perspective for dental hygienists to be aware of while treating anyone who's hearing impaired consider care for hearing impaired patients here are some ways to make dental care more easily accessible and comfortable for hearing impaired patients. Dental offices should have an email or online contact option for those who may not hear phone conversations well. Clearly mark bathrooms and entrances or exits. Upon arrival, ask the patient's preferred method of communication. So, for example, pencil and paper, write legibly, or typing on a tablet. Don't assume the patient reads lips or no sign language. Look and speak directly to the patient, not their interpreter or companion. Reduce back Background noise as much as possible. Don't shout. Many hearing impaired patients hear lower tones better than higher shrill tones. Be aware of side conversations between staff. Make the patient aware of what's being discussed at all times. Don't cover your face or use a clear mask. Attract patient attention before speaking with a gentle shoulder tap or wave. Be clear when giving direction. Explain what's going to happen and confirm the patient understands continuously before, during, and after treatment. Utilize visual aids and intraoral pictures to help the patient see what you see and have written communication available for oral hygiene, post-op instruction, and confirm patient fully understands at-home care. Hearing loss awareness. Dental hygienists can't diagnose hearing loss, but may be the first to help patients recognize an issue. Patients might complain of new recent difficulty in hearing or ask you to raise your voice or repeat yourself. Scaling an ultrasonic noise may bother a person on one side more than the other, indicating unilateral hearing loss. The National Institute on Deafness and Other Communication Disorders, NIDCD, offers an online option to test a person's sense of pitch and a quiz to assess a person's need for a hearing test. Dental hygienists may recommend a patient see their primary care physician, an otolaryngologist, ENT audiologist, or hearing instrument specialist if there's a hearing concern. We've all treated someone with some degree of hearing loss, and as dental professionals know, our likelihood of experiencing some level of hearing loss is higher due to the consistent noise of a dental office. Dental hygienists should not only strive to increase ease of access to dental care for those who are hearing impaired, but also be aware of protecting their hearing in daily practice.